Welcome to May I, the weekly podcast from the Academy for Hospitality Arts. I'm Noah Parks, your humble host and veteran of the hospitality industry. Each week, this podcast is our chance to discuss all things hospitality with industry professionals, members of our faculty, and guests that are passionate about hospitality. We have a focus for each episode, but the discussion is as wide-ranging as our industry and just as welcoming. This week, we continue our conversation with Michael DePerry, the founder and president of the Academy for Hospitality Arts. What do you think is next for the Academy? And maybe that builds into, you know, what, what's, what are you guys doing right now to meet this extraordinary moment? Uh, well, right now, if you're speaking about what is happening present time, mm-hmm. uh, about nine months ago, uh, we at the Academy, my team and stuff said, you know what, this is good. This may last a while. And uh, maybe what we should do is uh, our classes, because we knew that uh, we were not going to get into the classroom anytime soon with uh, social distancing. Really, it's putting the horse before the cart. If our industry, our beloved industry, is right now closed or very partially open in some spots, it all depends on where you are. What's the point of having classes? First things first is we have to figure out a way to get our community to come together and put our effort in, in getting back to 100% occupancy. And we felt that uh, an understanding of why we're closed, what's closing us, what we can do, and also knowing that they're not alone. I'm pointing out the obvious, but when it comes to social distancing, wearing your mask, washing your hands, there's not 100% buy-in. But for our our industry to come back, we have to be 100% compliant. We're going to go from zero to 25%, back to zero, back to maybe 25%, and really we'll gain ground and lose ground. Mm -hmm. And it's really not in our hands. The Academy has definitely got a lot of work cut out for it of uh, what they need to tackle. Do you think that there is something coming down the pike that people can expect to be able to become involved and be part of, I guess, the solution for, for what we need to do or? Yes, we are launching or unveiling a CRC course and a CHCO course. And what's cool about this is the CRC is a uh, COVID readiness course. Mm-hmm. That is for the masses. That's for everyone in front of the house that is client touching. Mm-hmm. And um, then we have the complement to that, something that really brings this whole thing home. And that is the CHCO, which is a COVID hospitality compliance officer. And we're really excited. We feel that that is going to be a key factor building confidence for our community to allow us to get closer to full occupancy Mm. and 100%. And I've seen over the past close to four decades of being in this, that when crisis hits the hospitality community, not even a thought, they're there to support the community that supported them, whether it's 9-11 or it's a tsunami or a hurricane or tornadoes, earthquakes, you could always count on the generosity and uh, the philanthropic nature Mm -hmm. of the hospitality community. Right. Because they're, you know, their business, as you said, your business is people. 
And mm -hmm. so, you know, when you serve people, you serve the industry. And so, you know, mm -hmm. the, the faster that we can all get back together, it's it just going to benefit everybody. So it's But the key, the key is a united front. Everyone is doing their best effort on an individual basis and there's lack of consistency and it's not building confidence in the powers that be, which are the, the folks that are out there to protect us, you know, the board of health, yeah, uh, our governing are. bodies, you know, you, yeah. you can't, can't appreciate position and we need to give them confidence. And we feel that at the academy, if we could have a very in-depth, comprehensive program to mitigate not only fines, but to ensure at the highest levels, the safety of our fellow workers, all the patrons that come to the establishment we have the honor of working in and making sure that we're doing our part consistently to safeguard their families also, we stand a better chance of gaining ground and keeping it. Also, once that happens, it's making sure that with the CRC, giving them your teams, the confidence that they're educated, they know what to do, and they know that everyone else on the team knows what they know. One of the big things is that, and I've seen this over the past few months, is the big thing, what makes us unique also, because we are the highest regulated industry on the face of the planet, uh, hospitality, you know, because it's important. I appreciate all that. You know, I'm in full support because when I go out to dine, I like the fact that there's regulations. Can be um, yeah, right. Makes you feel good when you're not cooking the food that it's a highly regulated uh, industry to keep us safe. There wasn't a cohesiveness between the two, between one establishment to the other. Mm -hmm. And we're sharing the same pool, the same team of service professionals. That's what's kind of, there's so many unique things about the hospitality industry. Unlike other industries, you know, if you're a stockbroker, you work for one firm, you know, an attorney, one firm, a doctor, a, a hospital, retail establishment, you know, you work for that retail establishment. But in our industry, you work within the community, within our industry. So you may be at one restaurant on Monday night, uh, an event site on Tuesday night, a private club on a Thursday night, and all not the same operators of the establishment. Mm. This is where we have to build confidence in uh, the employees, the operators, that there's a consistency. So when, you're, when your team comes back for that evening, you want to rest assured that the same level of quality of readiness is being done with your constituents in, in the hospitality industry. So the Academy is not only offering consistency from just the service perspective, but it's also offering consistency from the safety perspective with dealing yes. with COVID, dealing with everybody staying on the same page. So it's improving your credibility and, and you're able to uh, almost use it, you know, like the A on a, on a, on a oh. restaurant, right? It's a Zag. It's, it's the A for the New York Board of Health, the CHCO really in our programs. What's great about the CHCO program is that change is constant, especially in this environment. Over the past nine months, it's 20 feet, six feet, eight feet. And you have to keep up on all that. And tied in with that are also regulations and possible fines. And I attribute it to having an accountant. I could 
do my own taxes, but it's so many, it's an ever-changing landscape of laws and stuff. I could accidentally cause myself harm because you need to really dedicate yourself to that. And that's what our team does, our COVID team, is we dedicate ourselves every day, every moment, monitoring that change and communicating that immediately to our CHCOs and to our community. And that's important is staying on top of things. Knowledge is power, communication is key, and teamwork is everything. And the number one rule is always safety with the academy, no matter what course you take. It has taken a long time since way before 2014 uh, and meeting tens and thousands of folks in this industry uh, to find uh, the handful that share the same compassion, uh, not only for what we do, but for who we do it with mm-hmm. and uh, for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what we do is there's a lot riding on it. It's complicated. There's a reason why there's not 600 front of the house service schools because right. it's a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. And there's not a day that goes by that you along with the, the folks that we have the privilege to uh, work alongside that fire just burns so bright. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and, and it gives me, the confidence because I am a human being like anyone else and I have my good days and my bad days and things happen to uh, uh, personally like all of us and that's something you got to take into consideration things happen in our personal day and but when we show up we have to show up with that enthusiasm be in that moment you know and it could be healing for you it could be your oasis you know I sometimes Life is like a raging river and you want to get to that another rock so you could perhaps climb on top of it, take a breather, refocus. And that's where our industry can be for a lot of our folks. You know, you come in, you see your team, see the people that care about you. You share one common interest, being the best, doing the best, taking pride in what you do and uh, helping people celebrate and put a smile on their face. It's a good distraction. It is a beautiful distraction, especially uh, you don't have a lot of certainty, but you know how to do this. You want to do this. You're helping people. You're a part of the solution as, as we were talking about earlier. I am really grateful and look forward to our next episode. But before we leave, I do want to, I do want to address one thing. What is May I? And why do you call the podcast that? Or why do you say May I? And because it's uh, something that you maybe know a little bit about, I would love to ask, why do we say may I? You know, the reason why we say may I is for a number of reasons. When it comes to service and what we do, time is of the essence. You have to select very few words to get your point across. There's There are steps of service that have to happen on a timeline in certain situations. It's a very, it's an extraordinarily universal, polite way of saying, may I continue to do my service for you. And when you add it to, may I make a suggestion, what you are doing is keeping that person feeling that they are still in charge. They are the guests, honored guests, and that in asking for permission to give them alternatives to make them happy. What's really cool about being in hospitality is you may not have exactly what they want, but you know what experience they want to have. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to hit a pleasure point. So if you don't have this, you make those suggestions and it's done in just an honorable, respectful way. I've said this so many times that hospitality is not a single sport. 
you know, like tennis mm-hmm. or pool. It is a team effort and it's a team effort that involves everyone, including the guests. Parties is, are just as good as your guest list. You know, so it, it all adds in there. And how does a, how do you use a universal expression that will appeal to 95% of the population? And that is simply, may I? I love Real it. quick. And they say, yes, you may, but no, you may not. And we part friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nobody's going to get mad at you for asking, man. Nope. You know what? Being polite and respectful is a sign of strength and uh, uh, good character. And as long as you're exuding that, you're going to be treated that way too by your guests. And that's, that's, that may I is for everyone. It's universal. It's for your teammates, it's for uh, the guests, it's for everyone. That concludes our three-part introduction to the AHA, and we hope you've gotten to know our founder and president, Michael DePerry. Michael has spent almost 40 years in the hospitality industry and brings an expertise to the field that is unique. So we look forward to having him on many more times in the future. And make sure to subscribe to the May I podcast wherever you find your podcasts and visit our website, ahaexcellence.com, to find out more about the Academy and how you can get involved with us today.